What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello everyone, what is up? I am Rob. And I am Eamon. Oh damn Eamon, it's Mini Fuzz. How are you doing? Well, do you know, I'm doing fine. I'm doing very well. We've had a wonderful couple of days. <laughs> we have uh, had a wonderful couple of days actually. So um, yeah, we're just back from uh, our meetup in the mountains. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit in this mini fuzz. It's going to be a very relaxed mini fuzz today, folks. We've had a lot of travel. We did a lot of recording whilst we were away. So um, today is kind of a wind down session, if you will. Um, before we get into this episode, a little bit of housekeeping, guys. You've seen it on social media. We talked about it on last week's mini. If you could vote for us uh, in the Irish Podcast Awards, that would be great. We are entering the People's Choice category simply <laughs> because we didn't know that the award show was happening and we missed the opportunity to submit ourselves to any of the other genres. So the way that it works basically is they've closed all the other categories and the People's Choice is the only one left. So if you guys could go out and vote for us, that would be awesome. We've had a lot of people already say that they've voted for us. Um, and as well, the great thing about Monster Fuzz is we're very much an international podcast. So if we could get those international people in to vote and show their support, that would be amazing. All those people that have already voted. We heard your man likes the podcast. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we heard we heard I your girlfriends also to the podcast see too. She, see they're big happens. fans of the podcast, yeah, apparently. Yeah. So, a smoke you know, just, and mirror here for the whole podcast so, uh, judges, yeah. So just just remind them to vote because they might have forgotten. Um, and head on over to the Irish Podcast Awards.ie forward slash voting the link will be in this description you can also dm me anywhere i'll send you the link if you're after it uh, all you have to do very simple is there's a text box that says search for the podcast type in monster fuzz hit the vote you just have to put in your email address they'll send out a confirmation email to you to verify that you voted and once you hit that then the vote is counted um and so yeah huge thanks to everyone that's voted already and uh yeah thanks in advance for anyone that votes in the future um yeah uh, look 
we don't know if we have a realistic chance of winning it. I'm sure there's a lot of big, big, big podcasts entering, but at the same time, it would be cool to even get uh, an invite up there, Eamon, right? And with the power of the people behind us, mm. surely we can accomplish anything. Mm. The people's absolutely. champions. Come on, people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the support has been really good so far. Like, I was actually blown yeah. away by the amount of people that have voted. So, um, yeah, happy days. So, if you can head on over, folks, that would be amazing. Um, we'd also like to remind everyone, yeah, that the podcast is on Patreon. You can support us over there. You'll get your ad-free episodes over there. You'll get your pa- Patreon exclusives. This month was uh, three Snowden episodes. So, every night after... Uh, Every night in Wales, basically, we recorded a live episode from our Airbnb, right, Emma? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, there was times when we were so drunk and tired that we didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but we did do an episode every night, all the same. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'd turn around to you while you're on the way back to the Airbnb or in the Airbnb, and I'm like, time to record. You're like, I forgot we have to do that. And I was like, yep, let's go. Um, yeah, I yeah. It was really fun. It was really and cool, actually. Pain and vodka into me, like. Yeah, and, and I think the the cool thing about that was it was just so relaxed like it was like literally you kind of got into a bit of a rhythm because we stayed in this really nice airbnb Mm. in a little village um in wales and uh it was just like a base uh, like a a regular house basically and um we set up in the kitchen table and we were able to just sit down on the fly and record and it was actually a really cool experience you know it's not something we do with the podcast very often so um it was cool. It gave us a bit of a taste of the oh. digital nomad lifestyle, Eamon, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the wandering digital. The wandering... What was it? What would it be? The wandering... Like the, it used to be wandering analog people, but now it's wandering digital people. That'd be it, yeah. That'd be it, yeah. Is that, yeah about, tra- is that about right? Yeah, it would be. It would be. So they're over on Patreon, guys, and a bunch of other stuff is on Patreon. Not only are you supporting the development of the podcast, you'll also be putting money into the new studio, which is like, you know, will be getting put down in a spooky amount of time. Like, it's like it'll be very soon. And then I have a whole new set of headaches to worry about with the podcast. Um, so, yeah, guys, any support is much appreciated for us. Uh, it'll be going towards the whole new YouTube component and all of that kind of shite. Maybe we'll stick a bit of fucking TikTok up if I can fucking remember to do videos over there. Um, all that jazz. It's funny because what I've noticed, Eamon, actually, in the last while is like, uh, when you know when we first were able to start recording together, um, and doing the video episodes, it was very nice. But like, it it was something we did the Patreon video exclusives. But like, you know, in the last year, it's been kind of a bit tougher to get them done. You know, time has been a bit tighter, things like that. And mm. you know, the the amount of time spent in Wexford has changed. I'm up in Portlaoise more, you're in Dublin more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of it was a lot more difficult to get the exclusive episodes recorded, but pretty soon now we're going to be back in Wexford. But just kind of shows you how like you fall out of the loop because even today on the socials, I posted like a an old video clip of us, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, it's nice to have that." for the mm. podcast you know what I mean oh that's it well look we'll be seeing so much of each other in the next couple of weeks do you know that like it, it'll be no problem at all we'll probably be like here can we not just do this online I'm sick of you I'm sick of looking at you <laughs> uh, I will say though the three days you and me like generally speaking wouldn't be good at 
staying in this in the pocket with someone else for a long time unless we're having coitus with them uh, and i thought we did quite well uh at, first of all at not having sex with each other and second of all at maintaining our friend friendly demeanor and making each other laugh like i have i laughed a lot that that uh those three days you know i were a power couple him and you know what i mean um <laughs> And it was hilarious. We're kind of yeah. in a relationship, but yeah. there's no sex. It's a sexless, sexless marriage. <laughs> On the Airbnb review, I, I specified that it was my friend and I had a good stay. Because I was like, she definitely takes more lap in the arse off each other. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Uh, I saw many people. Sure. Yeah, it started it started on the Stena over when like we were getting dinner and you, you were was like yeah so you were kind of in front of me and I was just to the side and yeah. then a lady kind of came up she she side sort of surprised us from the side mm. pincer strike um and she came up and she was like oh sorry was was you was was are you with him and I just kind of went, <laughs> Uh, it's like <laughs> not exactly, and then because I was I was exhausted because we've been up since five, so like I couldn't answer it properly in my 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 adult brain. And then the lad who was like dishing out the 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 carrots and all the rest was uh. just like, oh, better not ask any more questions there, love. And I just looked at the dude and I was like, you want to give me a sandwich or a box? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and to make matters worse we were using the card for the podcast the bank card so like we were sharing the oh, card yeah, like so that, that made it look even two worse lads. again like two lads out bumming the, well, the worst on is a like, bumming tour when we were out <laughs> on a bum tour when we were in uh, getting the video games <laughs> like you yeah. were buying two games and then you look yeah. and he's like did you say that you wanted to see Blood Omen yeah. Legacy of Cain and I was like oh yeah and then you went show him blood over legacy you came there it's like you were you were the the, the the you were the power top and he came back oh, and yeah, he was well, like handed it to me and i was like ah no i don't think i'll go for that no but it was a very yeah very very strange kind of <laughs> energy that was going on around there yeah it was very homoerotic but um or should yeah. say homo normal um but yeah guys homo neurotic yeah, there you go, home and erotic. Um, quick reminder as well, everyone, check out the social media if you haven't already. Emma, if they have any spooky stories, where do they send them? If you are like Simon K and uh, Bob Gusky and you have some stories you want us to read out, send them in to monsterfuzzpodcast at gmail.com and we will read them out. Get it into you. Big shouts out to our new patron. And I think this is the right patron. Big bad Joe Atherton. I think this is Joe from the hike. Um I didn't catch Joe's second name, but I I hope it is if well Yeah. Yeah. He was he was um, a very a very cool, very cool lad. Uh the youngest of us, but a, a wise soul beyond his years. I had a, I had a nice a nice chat with Joe on the way back on the on the miners track. Yeah, so we'll talk about um We'll talk a little bit about Snowden. Obviously, if you're a patron, you'll be well uh, familiar with what went down if you listen to those episodes. But um, yeah, it was a really awesome trip. It was fucking brilliant. Um, It was one of those things where, you know, you just don't know what you're getting into. And like as a call, I've I've said this to Eamon before, that as a coping mechanism for like my generalized anxiety over the years, I developed a... Uh, a tactic of just not thinking about what you're about to do <laughs> and that works out good and bad sometimes so like you know for the meetup for example which is a situation that maybe there will be a bit of anxiety involved in you know there's a lot of unknowns you're trying to get people together you're like 
traveling to a different country, sorting out Airbnbs, bringing mm. equipment. Uh, I didn't think about any of it until literally it was presented to me at each stage. So mm. um, it was kind of like, in a way, almost surprising just how well everything went down. We met up. I was only thinking about it last night, yeah, and um, we met up with some of the lads that joined us on the hike on the Friday night in the Penny Guard Hotel, um, which is the home of mountaineering in Britain, as it calls itself. Um, and uh, Gareth, uh, one of our listeners, actually stayed there. Uh, and I should have give, given him a disclaimer beforehand that uh, the thing I love about the Penny Guard is it's a hotel on its own terms. Like, it's not trying mm. to do any fucking Instagram shit. It's not trying to be something it's not. It's literally a mountaineering hotel um where there's no frills there's no fucking nothing it's like get in there stay there do a bit of hike and get the fuck out you know um but the beautiful thing about the penny guard hotel is just the atmosphere like when we were there on the friday night right we rocked up to meet some of the lads um it was just so fucking cool i was thinking back on it and i was like i had a really cool cozy kind of vibe right yeah yeah absolutely um It was, and especially that part we were in because we went into kind of what I would say is the first room we were in was almost more log cabinish, and mm-hmm. then the second room is more the the I don't want to say trinkets but the memorabilia yeah. let's say yeah, yeah. of uh, famous hikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the bar staff were were really good. They have some strange rules about cups of tea if you're not a pay a, a guest, which is odd. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. aside but... from that, that that slight misnomer aside, um, yeah, it was great, and it was just the company. Like, uh, the, I think. The Penny Guard is great because it's it's a place that doesn't really seem to have been. You can see how somewhere like that could turn into a tourist hotspot. Yeah, with yeah, all yeah. the hikers, like you could nearly see a load of people outside it, sitting down in picnic tables, mm. drinking drinking pints or whatever. But mm. uh, it doesn't seem to have turned into that, which is quite nice. Again, talking about people who are treating it like that in a certain way is a bit sort of you know hypocritical but mm. i did like that that there wasn't a lot of people there that there was a few dogs running around the place or one dog at least anyway that lovely mm-hmm. um german lovely shepherd german shepherd your man had yeah so um yeah no it was that that was really good and then to meet the lads and what i really really enjoyed i think for me is like you know once we were actually up climbing the hill and chatting like it's it's a six hour hike in mm. and out um and it was just very easy to talk to everybody and hang out you know, once mm-hmm. we had kind of set a pace and everyone was going, all right, right, this is what's going on. Um, it was really great to just be able to get a chance to talk to everybody for yeah. a while, you know. Um, and then, yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, it was cool to just make friends and just hear everyone's mm. story. You know, what their crack is, what they work at, what they do. Um, you know. You got and- your car fixed. I got my car. <laughs> Gareth, so, Gareth, went, Gareth fixed your car. Like you can't waste a good opportunity. No, not it. at all. There was a there's a high there's a high proportion of car detailers that listen to the podcast. Apparently, and, <laughs> seemingly uh, yeah. three of which were on the hike. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Gareth was like, "I actually had my equipment in the van," and I was like, "Well, it just so happens I oh have an old fucking <laughs> an old uh, scuff that needs buffing out." Buff, buff car me park. car, buff me yeah. car, there, Gareth. Be a good lad, buff me car. Yeah, and it, he sorted it right now, and uh, yeah, yeah but great. but but it was just cool. Like it was, um, it was super cool. Just to what I got out of it was like I've talked about it before. We went on this hike, you know. Obviously, a meet up on a mountain is a very bizarre thing, and <laughs> yeah. because it's monstrous, you know, I I relish that kind of bizarreness, and uh, 
you know, Snowden is a place for me that just, it inspires me. It's a place that I kind of get lost in. I, I, I love the vastness of it. There's just something about it that like kind of um, uh, ignites a spark in me or something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it was really for me to bring people up there and to get a little bit of that from them while we were up there was very cool. Like, I think I was walking with Garrett and he just said, like, this is one of the fucking most beautiful places I've ever seen. Mm. Like, and I was like, yeah. yep, yep. So like to just even get that, to get that out of it, I thought was great because, um, yeah, memories were made for all of us. And uh, it was just a really cool shared experience. Mm. Um, absolutely. Just a cool thing to do that was born from the podcast. You know what I mean? Mm. No, absolutely. Yeah. And then even the next day, obviously not everyone's around, but uh, meeting up with the boys out in uh, Clan Dudno, you know, just like it was just all good. It was just all nice and good and uh yeah like it was like hanging out with yeah, like, it was I like mean, like it was kind of like we had known him for a long long yeah, time yeah, and i absolutely. guess in ways we do kind of you yeah, know yeah, like we absolutely. said the podcast is almost like <clears throat> if you're into the spiel that you and me have then it's likely a vetting process that we're gonna get yeah. on in real life anyway you know which yeah. was certainly the case with the the five lads yeah it was just it was just great here and about everyone's crack and all that mm. stuff and I just it, like I, I said it to all the lads like it just couldn't have went any better really no. I mean everyone was well up for it everyone uh, was at a really good pace as well by the way like mm. everyone was able to keep a, a very good time Um, and you know because that was I started to like a couple of days beforehand Um, it looked like there was going to be about 15 joining us and I was like, right, okay, that might be tricky mm. um, from a pace and head count perspective because yeah, you're like, yeah. like it's a busy enough mountain and, you know, if you take maybe a turn and someone doesn't see you taking a turn, then they might just get lost and you might lose them up on the top of the mountain and mm. they come down on their own or some people maybe won't be up for it halfway up and then they're gone. Mm, yeah. Just from a headcount perspective and all that kind of stuff, I was getting a little bit worried, but uh, luckily it was a, a smaller group on the day, and it was it was a lot easier to just kind of do everything with everyone, and and yeah, it was just a great pace. Everyone was killing it, like and um, mm. yeah, like there was no, ab- absolutely, yeah, you're you're totally right because like <clears throat> it seems, and you'd know better than I would, but certainly it was a way busier than when we had gone fifteen years ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's obviously it's it's maybe a bit more not famous I don't want to say that but it just has maybe attracted more people than it would have before Mm -hmm. and I know our Airbnb host kind of said something similar when we were leaving that there's a lot more people there now than there there would have been previously but even at the end of it like there was only there was seven of us all together but we were like losing each other left and right yeah you know like it it is kind of hectic so at 15 I'd say it would have been carnage altogether (laughs) (laughs) um and that's kind of what I was getting a bit concerned about leading up to it but um yeah, no, it, it was a great group. The lads were all fucking brilliant. Dead on, yeah. It's great to have Adam there as well, who Adam, uh, one of our listeners, has a lot of experience. The Persian uh, goat. Well. He was up and down that mountain like the a Prince of Persia by the scimitar fucking sorting shit out. And uh, I, I felt good having him there as well because I knew that I had someone that had quite a lot of experience with us as well. Because mm. like, if there was ever a case where I needed to say to someone like Herman, do you know? Mm. keep an eye out on someone I knew he'd have me yeah. back in that regard I know too, to so. be fair all the lads like I don't think anybody was really nah. like we all in places you like you know mm-hmm. you, your heart's coming up through your, mm-hmm. your throat or whatever it's a bit hectic but I think everybody did really well like yeah no it's just that you've seen that girl up there having the panic attack and mm-hmm. last year I seen the same thing as well where 
sometimes people can get up on a mountain and shit gets real, you know. When keeping yeah. a real goes wrong. When keeping a real goes wrong. Can you imagine, and, like, because I, I want to do crib. Like, I will yeah, do yeah. crib now after yeah, doing yeah. that. And I would say I'll be like her, just yeah, sit, sitting there like a skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> just like... Eek. Like I said, well, there comes thing on in Ireland, right? And there's a, there's a couple of areas that have a scramble to them. A little bit of a scramble where you're very exposed. And what I mean by that is high stakes. If you put a wrong foot or hand anywhere, you're gone, basically. Mm, yeah. Um, And your adrenaline is firing. Gone uh, like so. you're gone in a hay or you're like gone, gone? Or you're, no, like you're gone, off the mountain gone. and fucked. You're dead, like, you're like yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fairly forever. sheer, yeah. It's a sheep track as well. You see, so like right. even Crib Gaw could be way more travelled than most of the Irish paths on a lot of mountains because, like, yeah, I mean, they're just just less people mm. in Ireland. And that's the reality of it. You know what I mean? The things about yeah, Great yeah, Britain yeah. is, you know, at any one time, thousands and thousands of people can rock up. But my dad said to me, "This is mafia today." Apparently, there was a year where more people died on Crib Gok than Everest. <laughs> right. Okay. Maybe, so maybe I'll revisit the idea of doing that one. Uh, so for like, our listeners that are out of loop, Crib, Crib Gok is basically... Basically, what we did with our listeners was the pig track, which you could class as probably the hardest hiking path. But then Crib Gok is classed as a scramble. And, and yeah. a scramble would be a step up from a hike where you're using your hands and your feet to actually climb up. You're like fucking Smeagol yeah. in, in Lord like, of the Rings. To, to be fair, like like um, the pig track, you know, it, it, it can be quite taxing, but you're not mm-hmm. going to die on it. Like, Or it's it's the, well, no, you can't the possibility. Die, yeah. Sorry, there is, there is ways track. of dying. Yeah, there is. You could just jump to your death whenever you wanted to well, you can trip and fall on any of them and you're yeah, gone but like, it's the likelihood fall, is far less you know yeah I mean yes but people do die all over Mount Snowden and that's ah, yeah, why I, people, I was kind of trying to stress peop- that to people ten, 10 people die a year from the misuse of crayons you know and they're not children either so do you know what I mean yeah but what it, but if we were to say come to Snowden and someone underestimated that and then fell off their big stupid head and bounced it off rocks the whole <laughs> way down, then that's on us for actually recommending that to them. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's crayons, yeah, are one thing, but I don't Well, know, I think Snowden, just, yeah. Maybe, you have to respect maybe the just, you can't. Yeah, no, yeah, you're, you're totally right. You do have to respect the mountain. I think the main thing is, like, definitely don't bring crayons if you're going hiking, is the first <laughs> piece of advice. And um, then the second well, you can thing stick is. Stick them up your uh, nose if you want to keep them safe, you know? Yeah, it's a good thing to do, yeah. That way, if you fall, the, the crayons will take most, absorb most of the shock. Yeah, you'd be grand. <laughs> no, everything is has got a risk. I mean, driving driving yeah. there and back is probably statistically more dangerous. But, um, yeah, like, it, you can avoid the risk of a mountain by not going on the mountain. And I think that's a better way to put it. So, like, if you're a type of person that is clumsy or anything, like, I'm kind of clumsy <laughs> coming down a mountain. I slip me on my arse the way down and all, yeah. you know. Uh, I slipped about four times like I could have went arse over tit and once you go arse over tit on a mountain you're just rolling down it do you know yeah that's rocks. true momentum you're just taking lads with you as well like, <laughs> yeah yeah you know? God, like, um, so yeah that's the crack like it but uh, it was an amazing trip everyone was fucking savage uh, formed new friendships and uh, yeah hopefully we'll do it next year um, yeah Maybe Loch Ness and Ben Nevis next year. Maybe we'll I say think that. Loch Ness is, is a very monster fuzz yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, 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 and that would split it up fairly nicely so that if people didn't want to do Ben Nevis, they could hang out with Loch Ness. Yeah. 
hear hear me out do. hear me out we record oh. the Loch Ness episode in Loch Ness yeah 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 absolutely hear me out. I'm, I'm yeah, off for that I'm off for that so maybe like next spring or something uh, mm. we, we will do something like that and um and we would imagine that a Loch Ness meetup would actually bring a lot more people too because it's a cryptid themed area and obviously we're a cryptid themed podcast, not a mountain themed podcast. There is that. Uh, <laughs> we we are trying to pivot into more of a mountain themed <laughs> yeah, podcast, yeah. but it's slow going. Yeah. So yeah, that's the plan. So you know, watch this space. But if I I would say like you know you learn something every time you do something. And one thing I learned doing this was that less is more and, and i think a small group is great so maybe if we do do something like that we'll definitely try and keep numbers down or something just because it was it was cool and, and intimate and yeah it was uh it was, it was just a really fun time so yeah we'll uh we'll let you know when we do that anyway but um yeah so simon k writes in Eamon. he does simon k says how are you lads long time listener first time emailing um i'm a skeptic but i love trying to figure out why people see or think they see ghosts the supernatural or whatever i have done many haunted buildings at home and abroad favorite was overnight stay in wicklow jail creepy af but i have had a few experiences with things i cannot quite explain so do believe in trapped energy anywho Last night after work at 4.30am, my flashlight came on and started flashing, which ended in an hour conversation of sorts with an inanimate object. I will attach unedited video drive link and see what you think. Last minute and a half uh, when it got was when it got very interesting. Uh, the only edit was putting the video clips together. Maybe I was tired or excitable, but weird nonetheless. I'm currently living in Germany from Galway originally. I love listening to you ramble on, sometimes with no direction. Yeah, apologies for that. That's that's kind of the centre. That's going to be our new mountain podcast as well. Um, lol. Best episodes, in my opinion, are the rambly ones with no direction. Best of luck with the new studio and the YouTube channel. Thank you very much, Simon. Uh, have you watched this video, young Robert? I did indeed, yes. I did as yeah. well, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. What's your What's your take? Yeah, I mean, uh, so for our listeners that can't see, obviously, uh, in the future, we will actually be able to display this on the YouTube videos, but uh, as of right now, we don't have that ability. Um, yeah, kind of, I guess, like a pulsating torch, right? That's just lying on the table or whatever. Um, just kind of... I don't really... Yeah. yeah, I don't have anything to say about it, really, because I don't... Like, have you ever come across anything like that with, like, paranormal TV shows or anything? Have they ever gone into detail on anything like that no not really with like you know the light kind of getting brighter and duller uh i don't know yeah it's kind of, yeah it's like flickering like it looks like it's going mm. on going off going on going <clears throat> off kind of thing yeah. yeah and then coming to the end of it it kind of it sort of dims and yeah it's 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 certainly interesting uh you know if you were looking at it with a skeptical eye would you say maybe the battery is starting to die or Dodgy contacts something or something. like that. Dodgy contacts as well, yeah. Or is it that there's ghouls and they're using the energy to do stuff? To be fair, now he said it just came on itself. Which that's again, wild. that's that's, that's quite classic, unusual. classic ghoulish behavior. And it's quite unusual, right? Yes. I mean, I have a lot of battery power shit, and I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Where mm. some just, you know, you could say that's anecdotal, but like, yeah, I like me Game Boy is never just turned on. Do you know what I mean? Um... Yeah, I don't know, man. Look, like, yeah, like we don't know. There's shit we just don't know. I mean, they found out today, like, that they're talking about that um, black holes are spitting out stars again after they swallow them. What? 
Yeah. So now they're going like, what the fuck is going on there? Like, we didn't think that this would, would or could happen. Um, so that's changing their view of it. Now they have to get a mathematical theory together to explain why, and then that'll affect everything else. Yeah, and as well, then, another thing today was that they found, uh, they reckon that there could be an Earth-sized planet hiding in our solar system that we've never seen. H- hiding? Yeah. Um, so from this article in The Independent, it says that astronomers have found likely evidence of an Earth-like planet in the solar system that may be circling the sun in an orbit beyond Neptune. Hmm. Um, physicists, including those from the National Astron- Astronomical Observatory of Japan, said the planet could be much closer than the hypothetical Planet 9 thought to exist in the far outer edges of the solar system. Um, and then, yeah, several studies in the past have suggested that there is likely a yet undiscovered planet beyond the Kuiper belt which is a stellar disk of materials such as asteroids, space rocks, comets around the sun in the outer solar system past Neptune um, yes very fascinating um, and they reckon that it's just kind of hitting there and, and they're saying that we predict the existence of an earth like planet um, it is plausible that a primor- primordial planetary body could survive in the distant Kuiper Belt as a Kuiper Belt planet, which is a KPB, as many such bodies existed in the early solar system, they oh. added. Uh, and if such a planet exists, they reckon that it could have a mass of about 1.5 to 3 times that of Earth, with an inclination of about 30 degrees. I don't know what any of that means. Nah. Um, but... Um, wouldn't that be a fucking trip if it could support life or better yet if it was some kind of human planet hidden with some bastard cloak and fucking device and they're they've been watching us this whole time yeah and it's like 2001 on a like smaller scale where you know we can only reveal the planet once we're fucking smart enough to get there you know mm. wouldn't that be a trip like that the Kuiper Belt is maybe like a fucking you know, that's like the final boss. We had to get past the Kuiper Belt to get to this planet. Is and once you get to it, they're like, yeah, yeah, Xenos at the end of it going, Welcome, children, with open arms. We've been waiting for you for so you. long. And starts tongue kissing you. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's worse things to happen, I suppose, when you're meeting a new species than tongue kissing and sort of. And now are they are they are they getting consent or are they just going straight in? No, like, well, you don't, they don't need it. It's just that. It's yeah. just that it's that much of an otherworldly experience that you can only thank him, really. You can only just embrace the sexual yeah. sexual assault that's happening <laughs> to you. Okay, <laughs> You've right. Never had an Irish, <laughs> never had an Irish grab like Zine, who's Irish grab is all I was gonna say. No, no, an old Irish grab, yeah. No, like would no an Irish grab. I like an old t- tickle tickle me bum, mammy is always cool. You know, a tickled bum <laughs> is nice every now and then. Uh do you like an old tickled arse? Yeah, yeah, I like a tickled arse. Would you would you yeah. like a tickled arse? Can't say that I Would you like a tickled really... back or a tickle? You know, any tickles? No, I like scratches. Well, yeah, but it's not scratchy scratch. You probably like scratches, but like the slow tickly scratches. No, no, I like no, no, no. You I like, like proper scratches. like scratches. No, not like fucking, not like uh, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey scratching. Now or not that fuck mm, that shit. I was thinking you were I just like sex swing. You know when you're scratching an itch. Mm. You know, like and you're getting in at it. Like I like that. All no, the time. I I like that, but. Oh, even when you're not uh, itchy. Oh yeah, yeah. I oh love that. right. No, I like it more like a slow an old scratch. <laughs> yeah, no, I like an old an old tickle. No scratch tickle. I'm not against now. You know, but I'm uh, a fan of a scratch. That's my that's my love language is scratching. When you scratch a lady, scratch me. Yeah. No, no, no. They scratch me. They scratch no, you. No, no, no. Lovely. And like a little no. scratchy belly for the doggy. 
I have no nails I mean I've got stubs on my hands because I'm addled so yeah. <laughs> I can't give good scratches for people but uh, I do I do value them you know what I mean I'm glad, cherish them I'm glad to hear it I've got two back scratchers in my room right now you it's know ivory back scratchers he's <laughs> going around the place like the Monopoly man yeah fucking rhino horn back scratchers <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, so Bob Gusky writes in. So he says, I've really enjoyed writing this. I was first introduced to you via TCG, as a lot of us mm-hmm, were. I've listened to almost all of the TCG podcasts and I'm working through Monsterfuls. Nice. Uh, we could actually, believe it or not, usually if a new listener finds our back catalog, because we have that many episodes now, if they download all of our episodes, which a lot of people do want a podcatcher, um, we can actually tell when we find it, when we get a new listener. It's kind of funny. No, right. Um, but uh, he says he tends to listen to podcasts when business is slow at work. I work as a rideshare driver for Uber in the Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky areas with forays into Indiana and when beckoned. Something about Hawkins is drawing me there. Oh. When I heard my name and silliness on the air, I got as happy as I've been in months. <laughs> I've had a lot of stress and the joy I experienced inspired me to think about Bigfoot. Of course, joy should always make you think about Bigfoot, right, That's, Emma? Yeah, it was certainly my wedding day. Uh, there's a lot of thoughts of a giant <laughs> a giant hominid running freely through Copenhagen. Uh, so, yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> it resonates with me. We did actually have our eyes peeled for uh, British big cats while we were all on the mountain, actually. So we, we came up uh, without any, but uh, we were looking nonetheless. Um, mm. So he says he's had... Uh, uh, he says he found himself pulling over, turning off the Uber app, and jotting a rough outline on my phone's notes app for the story attached, which we have here as well. He says, please tell Gordo I love him and not to take this sat- satire as a serious matter. Mm. Respectfully, Bob Gusky. Gordo has a good sense of humour, to be fair to him. Uh, he has a good sense of humour, yeah. I'm up with him on the 30th, Bob, so I will tell him. Uh, I said, listen, Gordo, he didn't mean anything by it. Gordo be going dull. <laughs> Who's this Bob Gusky guy? Why yeah. did he say this about me on my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bob Gusky's story is when Gordo met Sally. Um, so let's read this to our listeners. Because like we, like we said, we have a, a good few from the TCG clan. The following is a work of satire and parody. <laughs> any similarity to Parsons events or locations is entirely intentional <laughs> wow, there you go. 
Gordo Ratchard was exhausted. He desperately missed the comforts of TCG Towers. He was in Kentucky and had failed his mission to prove Fort Knox housed alien technology <laughs> powered by the blood that was recovered from the spear of <laughs> the Longinus. Spear Longinus. Of Lo- Longinus. Longinus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't have thought that was how you said that word. It's uh, The only reason I know it is because it's in uh, Evangelis. Ne- ne- <laughs> it's Evangelion. Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's the right. spear of Longinus is what they have in the fella down in the basement. Turns out Fort Knox has gold. In need of rest and recovery, he drove to Mammoth Cave National Park and paid for a three-day stay in a cabin. Gordo lit a small blaze in the fire pit outside his cabin and settled in to compose his next TCG podcast. That is usually his ritual. That's his way. After drafting drafting the penultimate Faye Mickey joke ever, the punchline being, not only did his shalala have a knob on the end, it was also forked. He put down his pen and sighed. <sighs> a furry seven-foot shaped hominid crept into the firelight and whispered in a silky voice, Don't be alarmed, I am here in peace and friendship. Gordo, never at a loss of words, was stunned. The cryptid stepped closer and he noticed her massive feet, almost 24 inch long. Are you a Sasquatch? queried Gordon. Oh, call me... Oh, no. Oh, call, call me Sally, she said, coyly continuing. Tis customary upon meeting for gifts to be exchanged. I have pawpaw fruit and smoked venison. She shrugged off a small satchel and unpacked a bundle wrapped in leaves, revealing it to be venison. Gordon, mouth still agape, pulled out a flask of powers from the distillery in Middleton, <laughs> County Cork. They shared a meal of smoked venison, exquisitely delightful powers, and the banana mango flavours with notes of passion fruit in the pop-off fruit. While he was licking his fingers, Sally leaned in and tenderly brushed her lips to his. Gordon reciprocated. Sweet, passionate <laughs> love was made. Gordo don't make sweet, passionate love. Mm. It, it's actually intense. impossible for him to make sweet, passionate love. <laughs> He's tried, but it's just intense, strong lower yeah. back love. It's like watching two terriers is going out. <laughs> um, the next morning, Gordo muttered, Please don't go. I have to tell the world about you. You are real. Her response cast over her shoulder, tears in her eyes. Heyman and Rob will never believe you. Oh, interesting there. Isn't that interesting? That's a, a role reversal there a little bit, is it? Yeah, it's what's, what was she trying to do? You know, was she just was she just trying to upset him all along? What was her goal? Yeah, maybe she's trying to drive Gordo adult. Yeah, to be fair, I probably wouldn't believe him. Like, if Gordo told me that story, I'd be like, ah, yeah, we knew this day was coming. He's finally lost it. Well, we would not not believe him because he doesn't believe in cryptids more than we don't, I think, right? So That's true, that's true. Would that be fair to say? Uh, It would. Also, he wouldn't drink powers. I think that's the... The main part of the story that gets me, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's off the hooch for years and years. Yeah, yeah. But a good story nonetheless. Indeed, Bobby. Cheers for sending that in, bud. Keep up that car sharing as well, that ride sharing. That's, you're saving the planet. Never mind them. And I know he hates environmentalists and people that try and better themselves. Yeah, keep sharing but cars. Don't worry. Like, Don't worry about China. Do these tiny little <laughs> things and everything will be for grand lads. Be fine. Just, yeah, share a car. It'll be grand. It's not even the, the, the atmosphere aiming and all that. It's... Just less cars on less the road. Smog. I less smog. Less traffic. Um, less traffic. Being, Do you like traffic? I'm obviously being flippant and joking. I no, think, no. I think what you're doing, uh, Bogusky, is incredibly important. Bogusky. I salute you, Bogusky. 
Uh, I think that you are the hero of this story as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but no, fair play to you. Fair play to you. Yeah, nice guy, unlike him, and I suppose. Uh, sort of well, I mean, you know, uh, one man's meat is another man's poison, <laughs> uh, some people say. So, do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you have a story here, I and certainly what's this do. all about then, do you reckon? Big, spooky, creepy <laughs> dogmen. That's what is I'm it? talking about. Yeah. Dogmen. So, dogmen, fan of dogmen. You know, I do like, uh, I'm partial to a dogman. Uh, very um, fun guy so this is from uh, the Fandoms and Monsters blog uh, Ron that. Strickler's place it, it's always that. good it's always good for a we story no nah, no nah, nah. if he ever finds out it will be gone anyway yeah. hi this event occurred in Northwestone, Ohio in the summer of 2018 I was camping with my brother along Lake Erie near the Pickerel Creek wildlife area just west of our home in Sandusky Ohio So that first night we went to sleep early. I woke up at around 2.30am because I had to take a leak. My brother was fast asleep. The moon was almost full that night so it gave off plenty of light for me to see everything outside the tent. There weren't many bushes in the area around our campsite so I didn't have to worry or be afraid of something hiding and waiting to sneak up on me. Chocolate and olives again did you? No I think that one's actually tuna with soy sauce. Tuna, it's a, look at this. You know what I mean? By it's quite nice. Thinks he's Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> what did you have? Tell us about your dinner. Uh, tuna. Bit of soy just just had tuna with a bit of soy. Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. I was doing doing me exercise after work, doing me running and me me old stairmaster and all. Oh, very nice. You know, getting them did calves. Did, get, did you fuck up the stairmaster after the mountain? Yeah, stairmaster got it. Stairmaster got yeah, it bad. Yeah. Put it up to ten. 20 hard minutes after doing 30 minutes on the elliptical how was the gym today now because I'm a little bit rat still after the mountain uh, just a little bit no it was good yeah I did all yeah. some I think I'm gonna uh, give up the old weights for a little bit get off the creatine too uh, muscly just too muscly no I say what it is is I'm just puffy I'm like the oh. marshmallow lad from Ghostbusters you know right. like it's just everything is getting puffy because I'm not eaten properly to and like training enough or heavy enough to actually get hench so you just get puffy everywhere. You're an ectomorph, Emin, is what's called. And you're like myself, we're both ectomorphs, which means that we are, it's very hard for us to gain muscle mm. uh, and bulk. So, but there's benefits to being an ectomorph as well, like a big mad Mickey. But, uh, <laughs> yes, no, I am known for my big mad Mickey. Uh, a lot of people are very impressed. But, but we're hard, I think, do they call them hard gainers? I think that's what mm. they call them. It's, very, it's hard to gain. But like, we're, um, we're, like, we're, if, we stick to discipline we have just these huge penises obviously but we find it easy to lose weight from everywhere else aside from our massive uh, appendages if we were on the gas like we'd put on a decent amount of mass but like if you're not on the gas like I have friends that are ectomorphs who train like three four days a week for the last 10 15 years and train hard like as well and while they are quite muscly and all that, like they're never going to get like totally the shredded, of, like yeah. Well, no, no, they would be shredded, like absolutely shredded, but they're just never going to get to the shape of like fucking Hugh Jackman or something because mm. he's like three foot tall. The man is like an Australian gonk. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's nice guy though. But by all accounts, it's on a great live show, I think as well. Actually, Hugh Jackman, bit of a ride as well. Yeah, he's good looking. But very man, short. He's yeah, very short. He wouldn't have the Tom Cruise is the same. Like Tom Cruise. Uh, and what's his name? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's about four foot eleven. I thought Hugh Jackman was tall, and that's why people were giving out because Wolverine's meant to be like five foot two or four <sighs> yeah. foot ten or something like that. 
Right. I don't oh, know. yeah, he actually, he actually is yeah. tall. He's like 6'2". That's, really that's actually a really bad idea. Yeah, he's 6'3", actually, right. I believe. So it's okay, between so, you and me. So a better, a better example would be Tom Hardy. Fuck then, Hugh Jackman and fuck your pa. Yeah, he'd lift you up, man. What the fuck? He bit the shit out he'd of you. kick your ass. So, rawr, berserker barrage, all that sort of stuff. So Tom Hardy and Tom Cruise are yeah. better examples then. And, and Christian Bale as well. He's not a huge Look, guy either. At the end of the day, they'd all give us a hiding. Mm. Don't don't be acting hard now. Take your scold. <laughs> take I'd your scold. I'm gonna. I'd, no. I'd take Tom Cruise. I'd yeah, I think I'd probably Tom take Cruise. Tom Cruise as well. Keep him at range. Keep Tom all Cruise. those boys at range. Let's go through. Right, Tom Holland is one one point uh, six nine. Right, I'd pick him up and throw him off a mountain. Yeah, Tom Holland's little. He's play. wee as well. Like Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland would be like, this is Sparta. Um, this is madness. Yeah. We're never going to get to that unless we're on mad gas. It's probably it's truth, probably man. unlikely that we'll fight any of these men in the long term as well. But uh, ah, yeah, I Anyway, yeah. anyway. Tom Holland might be at the next meetup. Yeah. He might be. Probably he, out he there loves to, to, give us, to give us a hiding. You was talking about <laughs> me on your fucking podcast. I can't believe fucking Hugh Jackman's six foot three. Yeah, I big really man. can't believe Hugh that. Jackman. Uh, other big things Hugh cunt. Jackman does is when he is doing stage productions, he will piss himself because he's committed to delivering the better, best acting experience that people can He's uh, acting as like a fucking four-year-old or something, is he? <laughs> he's acting as a four-year-old, yeah. If he's on the stage, he goes, what do you do if you need... What do you do? Yeah, he's wearing his nappy. <laughs> what if you need to do a wee when you're delivering a monologue? And he's just like, well, you just have to let it go, man. Just let it go. Yeah, yeah. like Liam you know? Neeson does that, except he's not acting. Well, he just, just does, yeah. Off. He just has like a fucking hole. He needs to knot the foreskin at the end of his junk just to, to make sure he doesn't be doing that no more. Well, his Mickey is that big that, to be you fair. know, when you're done having a shake of your Mickey after you have a pee, his is that big that it retains probably about 10 to 15 milliliters of whiz. Regardless his of how his Mickey's shares. like the kind of the, the kind of old shoe you have that you would have brought to the cobblers when it's half done getting the sole put back together. Just this hard old big weathered Mickey. But you know when you like the garden holes, like when you when you've when it's got it a kink off. in it, like yeah. No, no, when you turn it off and there's still a bit in the old garden holes, it'd be like that oh, yeah. basically. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We yeah we also learned on holiday that you masturbate yourself when to drain out your urine at the end in the urinal, yeah. Uh, did we? Yeah, yeah, you told did me that, that, that was your method. <laughs> yeah, I probably did. Yeah. Look, I was just, I was, you know, was coming out with so much inf- personal information, personal private information, <laughs> you know. Uh, I was so happy that, uh, yeah, maybe I did. Uh, um, go on then, dog man. Anyway, anyway back go to go the dog man. Uh, stop being a dog man. <laughs> I was walking away from our camp when I saw something that scared the crap out of me, not far from me. There were two dog-like creatures just standing there staring at me. When I say standing, I mean on two legs I completely freaked out and I started running back to the tent I heard what sounded like they were chasing after me and making the strangest noises (laughs) not so much a dog or wolf sound but more of something like a human Uh, stop come back sir (laughs) it was the scariest sound I have ever heard I was too afraid to turn around I thought that any second they would pounce on me and attack me but that never happened when I did make it back to the tent, I dove into it. It scared the crap out of my brother, who asked, What's going on? I told him what had just happened. He gave me a strange look and then laughed, telling me to shut up. I told him if he didn't believe me to go out there and himself and see. He laughed again and said, Sure thing, I have to go anyway. 
So I sat there and I watched him stand up and head out of the tent. I knew that this was serious and I couldn't let him go out there by himself. So I followed him out of the tent and into the darkness. My eyes took a few seconds to adjust, but I could see him standing about 20 yards away, staring off at the trees. I walked over next to him and I looked in that direction too. We were staring into pitch black woods, but then as my eyes adjusted further, I could see something in the shadows. It was a part dog, part man creature. It didn't move or growl, it just stood there upright, looking at us. Fuck Fuck that now. The dog part, the upper half, looked like a German shepherd, but with yellow eyes and a dog-like head, much like a German shepherd. The human part started about mid-torso downward. It was standing there on two legs like a man. The upper part was hairy like a bog, like a dog, but the bottom part was hairless like a human being. That sounds no. fucking weird. Uh, I whispered to my brother and asked, What do you think it is? He said nothing. He was literally paralyzed with fear and shock. I grabbed him and pulled him back to the tent. As we ran back, the creature let out a horrific howl. Like that. The sound of that thing echoed through the trees like a cleaver. It was like nothing I had ever heard before. We dove into the tent and piled our backpacks and gear in front of the entrance as if this would offer us protection. We were both absolutely terrified. He was shaking and I felt like I had to throw up. I asked him what we should do now and he said that he didn't know, but if this thing got in our tent, it would kill us for sure. Then, would you believe, we heard a dog howl in the distance and we started to feel relieved, even though I knew that it may have been the second creature that I had encountered earlier. Then it was answered by another howl closer to us, right outside the tent. It had followed us. No. But then we heard scratching and digging sounds. We were both screaming hysterically at this point. Then it stopped and there was nothing but silence. We waited inside the tent for at least 15 minutes, hoping that it had left. We decided to risk it and peek outside the tent. I grabbed the flashlight and peeked through the flap. I saw nothing. I waited a little bit longer, but then I looked out into the campsite. There was nothing there. When I got home, after dropping my brother off at his apartment, I started looking online in an attempt to find answers. I read several accounts about dogman sightings throughout Ohio, but none were from the area where we had been. That was five years ago. My brother and I still enjoy the outdoors, but we have not returned to that area of our encounter. Makes sense. It does. We are both more aware of our surroundings when hiking and camping, but we just do not talk about that encounter with each other. Probably should talk about it a bit more. Yeah, just get it it off your chest, like, you know. Now, there is a thing with the dog men. The dog men. And they say that the dog men seem to enjoy scaring people rather than just butchering them, eating them. Seems to be a lot of stuff the dog... They're a bit... Developed sense of humour, maybe, perhaps. Yeah. Like fucking Mutley. Like kind of trolling them. Um, Watch watch us make these lads shit their cakes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like, it's kind of like the way it acts is like Michael Myers, but a werewolf. It just stands there looking at you. Uh, Dogman, where do you lie on him? We've done a couple of Dogman episodes, haven't you? I like Dogman a lot, yeah. I think we've done two or three. Certainly two Dogman episodes, maybe three. Cool lad, best name ever. Dogman, yeah. Sure, the, 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 whatchamacallum? The Cajun Dogman. What was his name again? The began with Nor. Remy. Remy LeBeau, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good with cards. Uh, there was him, there was the Beast of Bray Road, and then there was the 
the dog man, the dog man of Wexford in America. That's right. Yeah, that's was, right. Was that Ohio? I can't even remember yeah. where. To be honest, we do so many of these episodes, they go out of my head as soon as we talk about them. But there you go. Dog men, uh, Gordo riding a Sasquatch. And of course, a light that comes on and off by itself. What an episode. What a thrilling episode of Mini Fuzz. Cracking up, are you? I'm f- I'm just, I'm over it, man. I'm cracking up now. Can't take it no more. Um, Do you ever see that video of Hugh Jackman <laughs> where he um he meets the, he's on the red carpet and a woman asks, starts asking questions like she's interviewing him. And it's one of his ex-students that he used to teach. It's very nice. He recognises her and he goes, oh yeah, I know you, X, Y, blah, 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 this class, that class. How are you doing? And uh, very cool. Shows that he's quite a, a nice man. He he does yeah. seem like a nice lad, doesn't he? You get a, a good a good feeling out of him. He's wholesome, I think. Yeah, I think he is. I think he is. Which is unusual now for an old Australian lad. Now they're a bit rough and ready. Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. you want... <laughs> Here we go now. You want uh, too many hours out on the mines, like some of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, uh, quite quite a enough. significant proportion of our listeners actually that you've alienated there with that comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have that many on the minds, like, but um, good few, good few Australians. Yeah, yeah, but sure, they're not rough. Well, that's true. You know? Yeah, they are penal. They're fucking fighting spiders at themselves and all, you know. Mm. Um, sure, wouldn't you be? One of the lads, one of the lads, Sean sent me in a video of a fucking kangaroo going around his driveway the other day from Australia. So uh, they have to be ready for attack him at all times. Well, look, you know? if he thinks he's hard, he can come and live up in Dorset Street with me. Oh, it's like that, isn't They're it? Full of wild animals around here. Is that where you are, Dorset Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dublin, very poor. Having uh, been, having, I even like look. Look, I just we, watched. Uh, yeah. I just watched a Deliveroo driver there get uh, ambushed on uh, Reddit or on uh, up in Dorset Street. Yeah, yeah. They, they had a they had some kind of pipe. And um, they were hitting his backpack and then hitting him while yeah. trying to rob his bike. I know they'll do that, yeah. They'll do and that uh, bystanders laughed and recorded on their phones. Yeah, classic, classic Dublin one behaviour. <laughs> that's what you. That's what you get for living around here. And look at you love, bleeding, getting bet with a pipe. You yeah, yeah. I love fool. how unaware those like the, there's like a complete lack. Well, I don't know whether they care, but there's a complete lack of self awareness for people that record a lad getting jumped and fucking beaten for just doing his job and laughing and going oh, lads <laughs> yeah look at him like, getting bet look at him like literally you, getting hate crimed in front of us yeah it's like you stupid fucking dumbass you yeah. should be going and helping there's him there's a lot of because a, a huge amount of the delivery who just eat drivers would be immigrants yeah, so yeah, yeah. you could see it as a, a racially provoked attack uh, you know I what I mean it's racial I think they're just trying to protect their bikes or their money yeah you know? that's true they are they are complete scum yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the I'm sure they're I'm sure they're racially abuse them, but I'd say that's just a consequence. Yeah. Of well, the I think I think with the racial the abuse, like they're just picking out anything yeah. they can. That's yeah, yeah, like yeah, if they if yeah. they were baiting me with a pipe, they'd be like, "Look at you, you big ginger dope, big oh, watch, yeah, nose yeah, yeah. on you. That's been broken three times in your life, fucking <laughs> Egypt. You know, surely look at you, arse like the, the cliffs of Moors, the the state of your vertical arse and your horizontal nose." <laughs> You know, they'd be at that uh, with me, like so. Yeah, terrible, terrible crack. Awful man, now. awful man. If Hugh Jackman was there, he'd kick the fuck out of Hugh all the six foot three shit house. He'd be like schnicked, <laughs> and all the the claws would come out and all. Awesome stuff. Amazing so, episode. 
Are you a bit cranky or do you want to record another one after this? Uh, do you know, for the greater good, <laughs> I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it if we have to do it. Uh, I'm. I. You need to get out of my sight for a few weeks. So after this, you need to get out of my sight for a few weeks. <laughs> That's terrible, by the way. Terrible, that? no. Awful. Carry on. Hate things you. To be saying. That is horrible. Not, things no. to be can't, saying. Can't. St- I can't. Can't fucking stomach you <laughs> anymore. <laughs> That's terrible. Nah, that, no, I love you now. You stop nah, now. Well, We're only no. having a crack. Eight of your dinner. Come <laughs> <laughs> on now. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, thanks for listening to our hiking buddies. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for coming out. You know who you mm-hmm. are. The real ones. The real, the real G's. Um, relationships were formed on that mountain. Solidified. Sexual way. Well... <laughs> Well, well, let's see what happens in Loch Ness. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, Emin, you got anything you'd like to say before we get out? Uh, of here? No, just look uh, to echo your sentiments. Uh, it was lovely, yeah, to meet the guys who were up there. Really great to meet you all. Give them a shout out, will you, Robbie? Adam, Alec, Joe, Gareth, Simon. Thanks so much. We appreciate you all. It was great crack, and uh, we hope to see you again sometime soon. Um, and aside from that, yeah, big thanks to everyone else. Obviously, who wanted to be there but couldn't make it. Um, thanks to everyone on the page, and thanks to everybody reviewing, everybody sending the stories. Uh, these are proper top buzzer geezers, top shaggers, and shaggers. Uh, and as well, yeah. Don't forget, guys, especially if you're the type that skips the intro, please go and vote for us in the Irish Podcast Awards. The link is in the description. Very easy to do. I've been Rob. I've been Eamon. Many fuzz over and out. <laughs>